Welcome back to Hidden in Plain Sight. Today is a late night episode, a late night special on a Saturday. Okay, I'm just kicking it, dipping it, and doing it. All right. Actually, I'm recording this in advance. I just want it to come out on a Saturday night. <laughs> so it's not, re- it's actually pretty far from Saturday. <laughs> um, But yeah, y'all, just like a, a quick little, yeah, I mean, late night episode. I don't usually upload things late at night, but I figured I'm going to step out of my comfort zone with scheduling and uploading. And I want to do things at times that I normally wouldn't. <laughs> Simple as that. But I don't know, y'all. I just, I just got off the phone with um, someone pretty close to me on a FaceTime call. And, uh, a lot was said, you know, and one of the things, this isn't what we're going to be talking about today. I'm not going to really, this is going to be a, what would you do episode, a late night, what would you do episode? So it's going to be a bunch of cars we're going to be talking about, but I do want to hit on like some pretty crazy things that I heard her, not crazy because burnout and being exhausted from running, you know, just trying to stay afloat in life is not crazy, but you know, coming from her, you know, a go getter. A, a black a strong black woman you know that's a go-getter that wants things to be perfect in her life not perfect but that one thing that you, you she you know wakes up every day with the intention of doing better than before and you know she wakes up every day with love in her heart and uh love for everybody and such an amazing person with a great personality and to hear her you know talk about being at a wit's end with exhaustion and working and staying in school and things like that just to hear that come out of her mouth was really surprising and then you know you factor in crappy friends or not crappy but you factor in friends that are slacking in certain areas and then you factor in a relationship too you know um things are going on with that well not I don't want to say things are going on with that I don't it's really no I'm not going to speak on that but you know I can speak on the friend part but um you know you just factor in a lot of that stuff and it kind of it kind of gets to be a lot you know she works nights and know directly after work which I think is suicide I think you're on a suicide mission I think it's crazy that you know she works late at night and directly after her job she goes straight to class no I know you got to thinking no she's got to be taking a quick nap before no she goes straight to class so I just I think that would irritate anybody (laughs) having that type of schedule you know working your butt off just trying to make a living trying to pay off certain things trying to make sure things are in order for not only yourself but you know you sometimes you have to do things for your family and sometimes certain things call for money and bills got to get paid and you also got to think about your luxuries you know things like that um I think anybody would be irritated having all that responsibility not to mention it's not the only job she works you know she works a multiple she works multiple jobs as a college student um it's just a lot she has to balance and listening to her listening to her talk about these things and how you know stressed and tired she was just really put things in perspective for me like geez I think I have it hard (laughs) you know I think I have a lot going on I think I have to balance this and this and this and this and this and a job and people and friends and uh family you know I think I have you know hard but there's like I always say like I should have thought from the beginning you know someone always has it harder you know but he got me thinking like geez like am I am I a burden you know like having this conversation you know she could be doing something else she could be doing something other you know something productive you know am I a burden you know am I you know but those are just intrusive thoughts you know coming into my head because sometimes when I this is one thing about me that's a little bit weird but if I'm connected to somebody in any type of a way and they we start to get into a conversation of exhaustion or burnout or just stress in general within our personal lives and academic lives when we when I start to have conversations like that with friends 
it kind of makes me rethink, well, jeesh, am I a part of that problem? You know, like, am I adding in a small way, big way, in any way at all? Like, am I adding to that stressor? You know, um, am I triggering them in certain, any, in any certain types of way? That's why, and these intrusive thoughts are the reason why I try to make, or, or really are the reason why I try to be as helpful as possible with friends, family, anything involving people. I try to be as helpful as possible and I try to give people space when need be and I try to talk things through and put things on the table so that, you know, we're both on the same page. This is this is why I do and say the things I do and say, especially on this podcast. Like when I give you guys, like how I'm explaining things now about listening to her on the phone and just everything that she's going through, you know, that's why I say the things I say on this podcast, you know. Um, because it, it helps me work through things, you know, it helps me say, well, no, you're not a part of the problem. It's just life. You know, people, people get stressed, people get tired, people get exhausted. Sometimes people don't mind the stress. Sometimes people don't mind the pressure, um, but others do, you know, and that's why I always try to be clear, like, hey, is there anything I could do for you? Like, can I give you some space or can, is it okay that we continue talking? Like, are you okay with that? Like, what are some of the stressors that I need to be looking out for? Do I cause it? You know, things like that. You know, when you really care for somebody and you want to keep them in your life, those are things you have to talk about. Um, yeah that was just it because usually on the phone with friends or just really in general honestly I'm the one doing all the talking I'm the one that takes the front seat I'm the one who takes the driver's seat and I just talk 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 I'm picking people's brains they say a little bit but I'm saying majority of it so to finally sit back and listen to to her just talk and say everything and everything because I didn't say a word I just listened you know um I literally just listened. I didn't say a word. I was listening and I was digesting and I was understanding what was going on. Or to the best of my ability, I was understanding. Trying to understand everything that was going on. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just crazy to sit back and actually listen to what was going on. You know, listening to her and saying, wow, you know, someone's going through so much and you really don't know. (laughs) You know, you you just genuinely do not know. But, uh... Yeah, let's let's go through some cards. Let's go through, let's go through some what would you do cards. It's a late night. I'm honestly really really chill. It actually it is pretty late, but um and it's a late night. I just wanted to do an episode of what would you do and I'm not going to put any of these questions um I'm not going to do a Q&A in this episode. I just kind of want you guys to listen. Um have your own opinions. If you have any of your own opinions with these cards, just reach out to me. I'd love to hear what you got to say. I'm actually kind of tired. I'm actually kind of sleepy. I'm not going to lie. But, um, Evie's doing great, by the way. I have yet to be home to see her, but she is doing great. Um, yeah, she's doing great and I love her so much. And I'm going to take a bunch of pictures for you guys to see her. But yeah, let's get into this first card. Okay, it says, if a friend's cell phone accidentally called you, would you listen to her conversation if she were talking about you? No. No, I, like I said, y'all, I struggle with criticism and that you see how my mind goes straight to criticism instead of something good. (laughs) Like that's exactly why I wouldn't listen. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't want that reality of someone not liking me. Like just knowing someone doesn't like me is like, oof, you know, I don't really care in retrospect. I, I genuinely don't, but like if someone doesn't like me, I genuinely don't care. But you know, just knowing that a person out there doesn't like Jada, it's just crazy to me. I'm lovable. I'm likable. But, um, even if she was saying good things, I still wouldn't listen because I'm the type of person that like, if you say one good thing that I do or 
good qualities that I have, I'm more inclined to try and show that side of me and force that side of me out rather than just being organically me. You can call that people pleasing, but I just call it showing your best self, showing your best card, but that's not authentic. That's not, I'm not, you know, I don't have my great attributes showing at all times. You know, I do get upset. I do have complaints. I do, you know what I mean? So nah, I'd rather just um, think that I'm doing, you know, the best as a good friend and go on about that. If my friend that's talking about me on the other line can't tell me to my face, then we probably shouldn't be friends and the friendship will probably end sooner than rather than later. Okay. Next card. And it says, if you could siphon money from a large corporation into a charitable nonprofit without being found, would you do it? Absolutely. Like what? Like what? Of course, but I do feel like there's some, obviously that's like an ethical issue. Um, and the only reason why, the only hesitation I would have is if that owner um, of that big corporation, I feel like that's kind of stealing someone else's hard work. Um, because if you don't, well, this is how I assume corporations work. The money that they generate, some of that money goes to the employees. And sometimes during holidays or during COVID, I'm not sure if you guys got a bonus um, or a thank you check, but my corporation did. Um, and that was from the money being donated and generated throughout the company. So I feel like stealing a large corporate, even though it's a multi-billion dollar corporation, I, that's what I'm assuming. But um, I feel like funneling, siphoning that money to a nonprofit. Yes, it's morally correct, but at the same time, you're also kind of in a, in a in a sense, you're taking money away from employees. You're taking money away from the owner who created it, who worked hard to get it up and running, who worked hard to get it out there and as popular as it is. You're taking money, you know, from somewhere. You know, it may not be the big boss, it may not be the customers, but it's definitely you're taking money from somewhere. And also, what if that person, that owner of that corporation wanted to invest and expand? Um, an add-on, things like that. You know, you're taking money and you're, you're, you're taking people's money. And as y'all know, one thing that I stand 10 toes on that I will not do in my life is take someone's money. That's something I won't do. So, I mean, one part of me is like, yes, I would definitely like f siphon money from a huge trillion dollar corporation to a nonprofit to help those who are unable to help themselves. Of course, one part of me says yes. But the other part of me also says, morally, you know that this is one of your moral co codes of conduct that you wouldn't break. So in reality, I probably wouldn't do that. I would probably do the best though, to try and make money on my own, in my own way, and donate that money to that nonprofit. You know, although, you, but but I could see, I could see the double, it's a double-edged sword for me, guys. It's a double-edged sword. That was, I explained so much and really, I explained a lot and I said something. I, you know what I was about to say? I was about to say I explained so much and said nothing, but that's my moral compass. That's my moral code. That's what I stand on and that's valid, period. Okay, next one is, is there anyone you wouldn't show, con wait, let me go back y'all. Y'all know how I just said what I said, like how my, feel like what I say is valid even though I talk a lot and sometimes it might not make sense to you guys. The more I start to like realize that I, everything that I say, although it may not make sense, is relevant to me and my life and it helps me in some shape, way, shape or form, has really made me like more confident in how I speak and approach others' situations or people in general. Um, I, I don't know, I just feel more, when I, the more I believe that my feelings are valid and matter, the more confident I get and the less crap I put up with, you know? And it's, it's just really changed me. It's starting to really change me as a person to realize that I do have an opinion and my opinion matters and my feelings matter. And if they don't matter, then I don't need to be in that particular situation to where I'm fighting for others to understand that my feelings matter. It's really teaching me a lot, guys. <laughs> 
the new the new and improved Jada, I'm starting to become like a, a better, bigger, you know, updated, upgraded version of myself. And I'm starting to really love it, you know, because the less crap I put up with, the less crap I have to deal with throughout life. And the less, the more I'll be able to notice, you know, the more BS I'll be able to spot before it even happens. But anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. And the next question is, is there anyone you wouldn't show compassion towards? No, there's no one I wouldn't show compassion. I believe everyone deserves love. Um, now, it doesn't have to be strong love, you know, <laughs> but everybody deserves some form of love. And I'm even, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm even talking about mass murderers and uh, psychopaths and hurt people who hurt others physically, emotionally, or financially deserve some type of compassion I believe in mercy rather than justice um well hold on I, I believe people need to be certain things need to be rectified and justified you know of course of course but I am a big believer on forgiveness and um mercy because we all need to be shown that throughout life just because and I'm talking about even if something were to happen to me personally I am not the type of person to be angry for too long now I do get angry but to hold that grudge in the back of my head or in my heart I'm just not the type of person to do that even if it were to be something that happened to me or my family member I'm just I'm not the type to hold grudges um next question what is your greatest moral challenge <sighs> my greatest moral challenge is to truly authentically be me um I always have this fear oh it's a fear I could say it's a fear because I'm so young and the world is changing around me and I'm changing with the world and I'm changing and molding into who I want to be and the path that I want to take and I'm starting to get more serious about everything well I've always been serious but you know I'm starting to really get put myself out there and it, it's working so it's I'm a little scared to be my authentic self around my family around my friends even around my own self you know I'm scared and, and maybe that's because I'm scared of what could go wrong and even I'm I'm kind of scared of what could go right, you know, so many big changes have been happening within my life. I mean, studying abroad, that may not be, you know, big news to you guys, but that's huge to me. You know, I've only been to a, a few different states, you know, it's completely different than being in an entirely different environment on your own and really having responsibility of learning something and also making friends and you know, so many different things that go with that. But it's, it's I'm a little scared to I'm still trying to mold my myself. And the more I mold myself, the more it becomes hard to try and hide who I truly am. Um, my true opinions, my, my true feelings about things, things like that. It's, it becomes hard to try and uh, not hide, but mask. And I'm not hiding anything, but masking certain things, beating around the bush about, you know, certain things, some things that I just want to wear, some things that I want to speak about, you know, things like that. It's, that's my d biggest moral challenge, you know, is, is trying to be authentically me, right? All right next question is have you ever parked in a handicapped spot without a sticker <laughs> um yes but it's only been for like a few minutes I've never parked in a handicapped spot and been there for hours on end no probably like 20 eh, not even that I don't even stay in stores for that that long unless I'm like shopping for clothes so maybe like five six minutes I'm the type of person that unless like I'm because I'm currently in the process of changing my wardrobe so unless I'm going into a store that you know, I'm not picking up a game or clothes. I'm probably only going to be in there for like five, six minutes tops and I'm out. I cannot stand crowded areas. I can't stand them or, or areas specifically. I can't stand crowded malls. 
I can't stand crowded stores. I just don't like that stuff. It makes me sick that people want to rub up against me while they're going down the same aisle as me. Like, get a grip. Are you kidding me? Anyway. <laughs> Next question. Is pure altruism, 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 altruism possible? Or is it some personal benefit inherent in every act of goodwill? Ooh. Okay, so I had this discussion with a friend with this particular card, and I do believe selfness is plausible, but, okay, okay, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Everything you do in life, like I always say, we all use each other in different ways, we just don't call it that. Even if you do think you're being selfless and super helpful, you're doing it for a particular gain, a particular reason. You're doing it for some reason, it doesn't even have to be a gain, but you are doing it for some reason that gives you a rectifying, or not even rectifying, but it gives you some type of feeling, right? So no, I don't believe selflessness is a true thing. I don't believe that. Um, because think about it, I mean, if you're a pacifist and you're going out spreading the word of what a pacifist is and no violence and you're doing that because you want the world to benefit from that. You get some type of rectifying feeling knowing that you're spreading the word of peace, right? Just like religiousness, you know, selflessness is really big in religion. That's what's mainly taught in religion. You're taught to be kind. You're taught to, you know, help when, when others need help, but you're doing it for a particular, you're doing it to A, get in heaven. You're doing it to be, um you know think things like that so no i don't believe selflessness in a way of not feel not doing it for any personal game exists at all at all okay next question what would you do if your blind date looked nothing like the photo posted um i if they look like a predator or something i'm going to leave like <laughs> obviously and obviously like you can't really tell you don't really know, uh, you really don't know like the intention of a person by the way they, truly, you don't truly know the intention of a person by the way they dress and, you know, and things like that and the way they look. You don't know what someone is capable of by their outward appearance. But, um, so let me take that back. I don't, you can't look like a predator. I mean, you can, but you can't look like a predator. You know what I mean? There is no, yeah, you just, yeah, there's no playbook of how you can look like a predator. But, I, my cards just fell, so I'm picking them up as I'm talking. But um, I would probably stay and talk. You never know what you're missing. That could be a great friendship. That could be, you know, a great experience that you could possibly um, gain, you know, from that. Although it was a mishap. But it, it also means that they obviously don't have confidence within themselves. So I'm the type to, like, sit around and try and figure out why they felt the need to catfish and why they don't see themselves as beautiful as they are. Um and why they felt the need to swindle me or lie to me um, about a picture. So I'm, I'm that type. So I would probably sit around. Obviously, we're in a public space. I'm not stupid or anything like that. But we would probably be in a public space and I'd probably be talking to them and picking their brain about why they felt the need to lie. <laughs> That's just me, though. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate American morals? American morals. We're talking about the full United States. a six people out here are gross and also you can't I don't like the fact that you I don't like this question because you you really can't we don't have grouped morals with every person that has a belief in a value system we all all of us all seven point billion whatever we all have a slight 
difference on that scale. You know what I mean? We all have something slightly different. You know, yes, we could both agree that the sky is blue, but you feel like the sky is blue and always has clouds. I feel like the sky is blue and never has clouds. So you can't really group American moral. You can't really group, you know, a, a country's morals. We all don't think the same. Yeah, we all might have the same umbrella thinking, but with under that umbrella, we're not the same. We're not robots. So I don't even like that question. That doesn't make sense to me. And you, yeah, you just can't. Not in my opinion, at least. What would you do if you accidentally opened up an embarrassing piece of your neighbor's mail? First of all, how is that even possible? Um, because everybody knows whatever mail you get, it has your name on it. Okay. Um, also, that's illegal. I, I don't think you're allowed to take other people's mail. I literally think that is a felony if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not stupid enough to open up someone's mail because I'm black, I'm big, and I'm a woman. <laughs> They're gonna take me down first. I'm not going to jail for that. No, 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 no thanks. I'm not opening up anybody's mail. If I see someone else's name on it and it's like some suspicious packaging, I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'll leave that to you mail monkeys. If you didn't get that, I'll leave that to you white people. That's what that means. Anyway, if your insurance company will only pay a percentage of your claim, is it wrong to inflate the claim? Nope, I'm gonna get everything else on my car fixed and um, hopefully you don't ask for pictures. Because <clears throat> I mean, cause what are you gonna, what is that insurance company you're gonna use that leftover money for? Nothing, exactly. I'm going to get new headlights, maybe a new fender, I don't know, maybe a new windshield too. <laughs> Doesn't matter, mind your business. Next question. If you were very attractive, would you use your good looks to get ahead? I do that now. I'm super sexy. I'm super, um, what's the word? Ch enchanting? Enchanting? I'm very nice. I'm sweet. Um, people, people flock to me. I'm a different breed, you know? Um, I'm just that girl. You know, I'm six foot one. I'm joking. I'm six foot even. Um, caramel, great hair, great personality, sweet as pie. What's your favorite pie? I'm as sweet as that. Um... I mean, yeah, dude, no artificial flavors in here. It's all natural. I do that now. I'm joking. Um, I'm not joking about all the qualities that I just said about myself, but I am joking about like getting ahead because of my qualities and looks. Um, no, I mean, it's up to other people if they want to let you get by. <laughs> like, yeah, you can be pretty, but it's really up to someone else if they want to take that route with you. If they want to let you in the club because you're beautiful, that's on them. You know, yeah, you, you can't help you by, you can't help yourself on the way you look, you know? But it is up to people how they treat you. So I don't really think that's a you question. I think that's a them question, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? Anyway. Who or what gave you your moral code? I gave myself my moral code. TV gave myself, um, TV gave me a moral code. Um, the experiences that I went through and seen gave me a moral code. You're more, I f honestly feel like your moral compass, your compass comes from everything that you've experienced in life. Um... I don't feel like a moral code can come from a book. I don't think a moral, a moral code can come from one person. I don't think a moral code can come from a parent. I don't think a moral code can come from one friend or a group of friends. I don't think a moral, a moral code can come from the internet. No, it is all, it's everything in your life that you've experienced thus far that has made you feel the way you feel about certain things, ethical values, beliefs, period, point blank, period, point blank. Now, anger. If you have certain types of moral codes that involve anger and hate, that comes from something particular. Whether it's trauma, whether it's something you watched your mother or, or your friends or whatever. It's something you watch someone go through or anything like that. That comes from a particular situation or experience. 
period. But the moral compass in general comes from everything that's happened in your life. So that's where my moral code comes from, is everything that's happened in my life. Next question. If you thought something was illegal, oh, wait, wait. If you thought something illegal might be going on at your work, would you invade someone's privacy to find out? Yes, because I think if something illegal is going on in a workplace and you're caught doing that illegal thing too, all y'all getting charged. And I'm gonna tell you now, I, I do stay out of people's business. I do stay out of things going on, especially domestic disputes, stuff like that. I stay out of that stuff because it ain't none of my business and I don't want to be next. But let me tell you something, when it comes to my money, if it's in jeopardy and I find out someone's doing something that could possibly take away my income, oh, best believe I'm gonna get ahead of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be compensated in some type of way. Because I'm going to go to the big boss and I'm going to see what's going on that's illegal and I'm going to ask for an upgrade, a pay upgrade. Oh, yes, sir. Give me a company car. Go ahead and give me a bonus every week, too. Okay, maybe not every week. That's, that's doing a bit much. But every six months, go ahead and um, give me a bonus. $300 after taxes. What's that, $250? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. You're going to learn today. Mm-hmm. Next question. What's the maximum amount you would pay for surgery on a pet? I, now... <laughs> Now, some of y'all are going to hate me. <laughs> um, I'm not paying nothing. <laughs> like, I'm going to just be honest. I'm not, I know I'm a veterinarian. I know I know, but I'm not going to pay nothing. Okay. And let, let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why before you hate me and before you reach out to me, cussing me out. Let me tell you why. I really don't believe in um, putting animals through certain surgeries that re- that require them to prolong their life when they're already suffering I don't really believe in that if my dog if my 11 year old dog or whatever has uh, bad hips and bad joints and they need to be replaced and you can do that perfectly fine that'll that'll eventually prolong their health not gonna do that (laughs) like no I'm gonna put that dog down because they've lived a great life (laughs) you know like Betsy's lived a great life let's go ahead and put her down let's you know let's let's just let her rest in peace okay time for a new puppy anyway that's the type of that's the type of owner I am um now with Evie if something happened to her right now at this moment I would definitely spend money because I haven't even got attached to her yet you know like come on at least get me attached before you die you know give me something to cry about (laughs) next question what would you do if a mom and a very young daughter asked you to change your aisle seat on an airplane for a middle seat so they could sit together I mean I would do it I would definitely do it it's not a big deal as long as if we all paid the same amount for the seats then I'm going to do it. But if I paid like $75 extra, anything over 25 bucks extra, anything over 15 bucks extra, I'm not going to do just because it's like, are you dumb? Like you could have took a different flight, you know, to sit next to each other or, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, um, I would probably do it in retrospect, especially if they're like super nice and they're not causing any trouble and I'm not going to be uncomfortable. I don't see why not, but I hope if you are on the plane and, uh, you don't get a chance to sit by who you want to sit by, I hope you keep your mouth shut. You know, because it's inconvenient to even ask someone to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's super inconvenient. Like, shut up. Anyway, at what point does money stop making people happier? And have you reached it? Nope. Um, I have not reached the level of financial, complete financial stability to where I don't have to worry about it. But um, I think the point where it kind of stops making you happy is if it gets in the way of your expression of yourself and who you really are and what what things in life truly make you happy I think that's when it definitely gets in the way 
Um, and I think that's dangerous too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're unable to have genuine serotonin and dopamine going through your brain when something happens to you with your family or to another friend or something like that, if that stuff stops, if those chemicals stop going off in your brain, I think that's when, you know, money has done a bit much for you. Like, it's done too much for you. Um, but it definitely can't hurt. You know, a bunch of excess money can't hurt. It can only help. But it doesn't heal. Let me say that one more time because I hit the head on that. Excess money does not hurt. But it does aid. But it can't heal. Y'all, that's literally so beautiful. I definitely did something there. I definitely did. Let me say that one more time. Excess money. Oh, I see. Unlimited money. Unlimited money definitely helps. And it definitely aids. Why did I keep opening and closing that door? I'm going to close this door. Let me say that again. <laughs> Excess money definitely aids. Um, and definitely can help. But, you know, it doesn't heal. I really love that. I think I said it differently. Anyway. Next question. Have you ever done anything you're ashamed of out of jealousy? Mm, no. Um, now, if this question would have been like, have you ever done anything you're ashamed of out of rage? I'm like, absolutely. I don't really struggle with jealousy that much. I don't really get jealous of people. Like I said before, enviousness and jealous, jealousy and envy are two different things. Envy is dealing with a particular situation. Jealousy is dealing with people in particular. And no, I've never really been jealous of anybody. I've never been intimidated by anybody, whether that be a new friend that came into my other friend's life or whether it doesn't matter. I've never been jealous or intimidated by anyone. I don't really believe in that because I feel like the moment you let someone, the moment you become jealous of someone, why are they opening and closing this door? Like, let me close my door. The moment you, um, let's, the moment you become jealous of one, someone is the moment they've gotten a one up on you. <laughs> That's the moment you put them on a pedestal, you know? Also, it's kind of hard to make me jealous. I really don't care about other people. Like, I don't, I just don't care. I think because I'm so solidified and set in what I want to do and what I know I'm going to be getting out of life and what I, who I know I'm going to be with and the family I'm going to create and the house, you know, in <clears throat> the career that I think because I know these things are going to happen, all these good things in my life that I have planned for myself are going to happen, whether it's 10 years from now, two years from now, or 50 years from now, I know it's going to happen. And I think because I'm so dead set on the life that I want for myself and the people around me, I think it doesn't really phase me on you know someone trying to make me jealous about a situation or a person it doesn't that stuff doesn't phase me I don't really care I know I might act like I care you know like if a friend gets if my best friend starts hanging out with someone new I'll act like I care like oh you're hanging out with them like oh why not me you know but deep down I don't care like it's, it's like be happy if you're happy I'm happy I love that for you next question when is pride morally wrong When it begins to, when, I think pride becomes wrong when it begins to harm others. Like, if you're, if you're so prideful that you're destroying other people's lives and emotions, that's wrong. <laughs> like, period. Not only that, though, if you're so prideful that it's starting to destroy yourself. Because that's what's most important here. If, if your mental capacity, not mental capacity, excuse me. If your mental well-being begins to deteriorate because you have so much pride that you can't put aside, that's when it becomes definitely dangerous. When it starts to harm rather than aid and protect, it becomes dangerous, period. Okay, next question. 
How virtuous are you on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the complete adherence to your moral code at all times? I'm definitely a 10. Like, when it comes to, like, ethics and... I'm sorry, I cracked my knuckles here. Hold on, let me give you some ASMR. Um, <laughs> hope you all enjoyed that. When it comes to um, my moral or ethical codes, I stand 10 toes on everything I talk about. Like, um, a friend had brought up a scenario. I told them, I was like, I don't, I would never steal money. If it has someone's name on it, I wouldn't steal it. Even if it didn't have anybody's name on it or any connection, I wouldn't steal it. And she had said, well, what if, you know, a family member was in the hospital and you got $500 at the ATM sitting right next to it. And the bill, the hospital bill for your family member is $400. And if you don't get it by tonight, they're probably going to be gone. And I said, I know it sounds bad, but I said, I would probably just take out a loan or, start a GoFundMe or beg someone to help me out, but I would never take something that doesn't belong to me. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in taking something that doesn't belong to me. Karma is real, y'all. Like, and that's the biggest, that's like my biggest fear is like that karma getting back to me, you know? I don't want to live a life to where I have to look over my shoulder because someone else could have used that money and I was so selfish and distraught and emotional that I wasn't thinking of others and I only put myself first. And sometimes in life you have to do that, but with this instance, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I don't believe in taking stuff that doesn't belong to me. I just don't. Because I know that God will be looking out for me in other ways. And I know that the universe will give it back to me in a different way. Period. Point blank. <clears throat> and that goes for like anything. Like hurting people too. Like I'm super big on like not hurting anybody or hurting anybody's feelings. Maliciously. <clears throat> I'm not. I, I just don't believe in like revenge. That's what it's called. Like revenge. You know. Things like that. I don't really believe in that. I try to be as nice as possible to everybody. And I try to show everyone the same amount of respect that I would like to be shown to me. And I try to sometimes go above and beyond for those who may be hurting or for those, you know, I, I just don't believe in hurting anybody or trying to get back at somebody for doing something to me. I don't believe in that. Forgiveness is everything. And when you forgive, you start to move on. And the power of moving on is so incredibly dangerous. You don't even know. Okay. Next question. When is it okay to spy on your kids? Now, I think. I don't know. I think, I think every parent has a concern, especially with like our day and age now, like technology, um, the access to mass amounts of things on the internet can be very dangerous. Right. Um, and we've all been there, done that. We've all seen things by accident. We weren't supposed to see or done things on the internet that we weren't supposed to do things like that. So I don't, as a parent, if I were a parent right now, I would definitely, excuse me, I would definitely be monitoring my kids and what they do. Now, if they have a certain form of expression that they want to do on the internet, as long as it's not harmful or dangerous to anybody or themselves, then I have absolutely no idea letting them express themselves in any type of way. But if they're potentially being green groomed or potentially like meeting someone on the internet, that's completely different. Like we're not doing that. Like I'm going to, like, I'm definitely going to step in and say something, but you know, if it's kid friendly and nothing's going on to where their minds are being warped or groomed or whatever, any bad thing that could potentially drive them in a in a way that could cause trauma to them that I absolutely uh, I don't I wouldn't see any you know real reason to intervene with my child um especially on the internet but I think it's okay to spy on your kids um as long as it's like I said I already explained I don't need to say it again <laughs> next question would you only I'm sorry would you eat only rice and vegetables the rest of your life if it meant that no person would go hungry would you mm. yeah I would I think I would 
if that could stop world hunger, hun- I said hungry. If that could stop world hunger, I definitely would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, because if I can have seasonings, yeah. If I can have sauces, yeah. As long as I can have a soda or two, you know, a juice with it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the cravings will go away eventually. And also, I get super skinny, so I'm fine with that. But, um, like, yeah, I would definitely do that. If that meant, you know, an infant could get breast milk. Or not breast milk. <laughs> if an infant would be able to drink a five-ounce bottle of milk without having to, without that parent having to um, worry about what their infant's next meal was going to be, that's perfectly fine with me. If that meant a toddler can have their favorite Rice Krispie treat um, flavor, then that's perfectly fine with me. If that means another family doesn't have to um, struggle in order to go out and go to a church and get canned goods and stuff like that, that's totally fine with me. You know, I'm totally fine with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Okay. If you were offered the power to live a perfectly virtuous life, would you take it? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100 percent. i would take this in a heartbeat and i say that because first of all i don't need to indulge in vices i don't need to indulge in a life that is full of temptation and hurt (laughs) like what although that is a part of life who wants to go through that who wants baggage who wants emotional baggage dealing with other people like what no give me the virtuous life because i know if i have a virtuous life i will marry another person who is very virtuous and when i marry that person we will live an amazing life together because we're full of nothing but virtuousness that's literally the life. I'm not going to indulge in any type of sin. Not even sin, but anything that, you know, can ultimately lead to something harmful to me emotionally. Like, no, what? Give me the virgin. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Literally right now, if if a higher power right now came down to me and said green pill or red pill and explained that the green pill was virtuous and the red pill was living a life full of, you know, emotional baggage and regular sins and stuff like that and earthly stuff. I would take that green pill in an instant. What? Like, get out of here. I'm taking, I want the virtuous life. Give it to me. And also when you, you, when you're, I feel like when you're a truly virtuous person, you start to, you know, build yourself in a way that other people have probably never, you know, other people have probably never seen before. And that could potentially change someone's life to where they want to live on a more virtuous path and a path that's an honest path and a good path. You never know. You could change someone's life by just being you. So I would love the virtuous life to live a fully virtuous life, perfectly virtuous life. Next question. If you had to choose between something illegal but morally correct or legal but immoral, which would you pick? Probably illegal and morally correct. Now, I know, I know. I try not to be a rule breaker, but some things are just necessary. There's Sometimes it's necessary evil. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's literally such thing as a necessary evil. Nothing gratuitous, but very much necessary, okay? Okay, next question. If your good friend were getting married and you thought it was a mistake, would you say so? Absolutely not. Who am I to, and I seriously mean this, but who, I just don't believe in dictating or delegating someone's love for another person. I could have the opinion that I want to have, but I can keep that in my head. If that person is happy, but there are certain things that I wouldn't take in that, in, in her spouse or anything like that, then I wouldn't. It's, it's not my life to live. You know, those aren't my mistakes to go through. All I know is if my friend were to get hurt by her spouse or whatever, I would be her for in the best way I can. And I would shelter her with love, support, and a foundation to where she could rebuild who she used to be or who she, the new and improved version of herself, whatever, you know, but I don't believe in sticking my nose where it doesn't belong, especially when it comes to the subject of love. You know, because it is messy. There are toxic relationships out there, but they're perfect for one another. 
just because I'm seeing an outside point of view doesn't mean that there's completely different things happening behind the scenes, you know, period, point blank. If you had an insight, if you had inside information about a company, would you use it to make money? Just, yeah, I would. That goes for big corporations or small businesses. I don't care. And I'm going to make the money. <laughs> what about it? Okay. Next question. Excuse me. What would you do? If you were eating at a restaurant and a child and the children at the table next to you were being disruptive. Let me tell you something about me. Let me tell you. And I want you to listen clear. If I'm spending my money, my hard earned money, let me be clear. My hard earned money at, especially if it's like a four or five star restaurant. Oh, if I'm spending my money and you know, I'm going to leave a tip. I'm going to say something to those children. Period period or not the children but the parents you ain't if you want to act a fool in public go to a zoo you know what i mean like if you want to act a fool in public go somewhere loud and obnoxious to do that go to a park go to you know go do something outside where you can use your outside voice or be disruptive whatever but don't come to a restaurant where people are trying to eat connect and laugh you know and act a fool don't do that because <laughs> you will get cussed out um that's just me that's just me i don't i don't like that stuff you know act like you got some sense um okay next question have you chosen not to purchase an item for moral reasons no i'm not the type to look into companies uh on what their product is and specifically how no i don't really care about that stuff if the product is now obviously if cnn comes out with a story a legitimate story about child labor happening or pregnant women being forced to work or you know something along those lines if if um if there was like a a legitimate investigation on a particular company, food, clothing, whatever that was going through something like that, then I would not spend my money there. Period. Plain, plain. You know, that's legitimate. That's a legitimate reason. But anything else is like, no, like I don't really care. Okay. Next question is, is it a, is it a choice or an obligation to help someone in need? I feel like it's an obligation. We all inhabit this earth together. You know, we may lead different lives from one another and we might have different viewpoints from one another, but when it comes to someone in need, I feel like every, no person should ever hesitate on helping someone, period, point blank, you know, because there are so many different people out here, poor people out here who have nothing to their name, but will in a heartbeat help someone get through a situation. It doesn't have to be financially, but it could be emotionally, you know, it could just be you know, as little as talking to someone every week to make sure that they're okay. You know, like I feel like, yes, we all have an unspoken obligation to help one another. Same thing. Like if in your friend group, you have an unspoken obligation to listen to your friend complain about her life. Just like in a marriage, you have an unspoken obligation to love and cherish and take care of your wife or husband. Just like, you know, just, you know, like as a student, you have an unspoken obligation I guess this is a rule, but academic honesty, you know, you have an unspoken ob obligation to try hard in your classes and, you know, be a, reach the, you know, reach the limits, not limits, but reach, you get what I'm saying. Ugh, you get what I'm saying. But I don't think it's, an, I don't think it's a choice. I definitely feel like it's an obligation. And I think people confuse that with choice. We all inhabit this earth together and we all should be helping one another to the best of our ability. Even if you don't like that person. Even if you've had certain situations with that person, even if this is not your first time helping that person, we all have an unspoken obligation to help in some way. Next question. Ooh, this one's good. If you were in a pharmacy and a diabetic stranger couldn't pay for a hundred dollars of insulin, would you pay for it? If I had the hundred dollars, absolutely. Like we all know insulin sometimes is not covered under insurance. 
um, just like hearing aids, things like that, that, you know, I feel like, like insulin is something that someone literally cannot live without. I mean, it literally is something someone can't live without. You can't properly function, especially if you're a severe diabetic, you know, you cannot function without your proper medicine in order to keep you living. Um, so I would definitely in a heartbeat, if I definitely had a hundred dollars on me, I definitely would do that. I believe in good karma too. Um, the universe would give it back to me in some type of way. A couple more questions, guys. Oh, I'm actually going to make this the last question. And the last question is, do you have a moral responsibility to control your temper? Moral responsibility? No, no. And I'll tell you why. I just don't believe in, uh, having a moral responsibility of having emotions. You know what I mean? Like we all have emotions and they have to come out some way. Some people's emotions come out through crying. Some people's emotions come out through yelling. Other people's emotions come out through physical work. You know, it doesn't matter, but I don't think I have a moral obligation to anybody around me to express the way I feel. If it's happiness or anger or rage. Absolutely not. Like, are you kidding me? That just sounds crazy to me. Who, what, who would my moral obligation be to? This is life. Horrible things happen to sometimes great people and horrible things happen to horrible people. You know what I mean? Like we all need to be able to express ourselves, whether that be in a fit of rage, obviously within limits. I'm not talking about killing people here, but within limits, we all need to be able to express ourselves without the fear of being judged morally or being seen as unethical because you're doing such. <laughs> like we, we're not, we don't have emotions for no reason, you know? But okay, I, this was a, this is probably the longest episode, actually. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, like I always say, and I forgot to say it at the very beginning of the episode, but grab a snack when you listen to these episodes, when you listen to this podcast, grab a snack, kick back, do your homework, fold your laundry, I don't care, but take me with you. Okay, I love you guys so much, and I'll see y'all later.